0: Hey everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast. A conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort Community Church, it's great to be with you once again for our weekly podcast. Excited to have Kevin Eshelman here with us this uh afternoon to record the... Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. So, Kevin, you would have brought the message this past weekend. This yep. past weekend, actually, um, was pretty significant. We had our baptisms, yes, and uh, many of you were there in the room, and if you mm-hmm. were not there, Kevin, how many people did we end up baptizing this week?
1: It was 55 people all together. Um, I feel exactly how those numbers played out, but there were a few people that actually got sick and couldn't be there, but then there was more that stepped in, Yeah. and all in all, man, we just had a fantastic time yeah. with what God was doing. One of the most, I mean, there's many things that were very, very significant, but I was especially blessed by uh, a couple of folks that were actually watching online Sunday morning mm-hmm. and sensed the conviction of the Holy Spirit and their desire for action and packed the kids in the car yep. and said, we're getting to church right now to be yep. baptized Sunday I mean, Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and, and with
0: every one of those testimonies, I love the way we do it here, obviously impartial, but <laughs> the time we take just, you know, and the personalizing of every baptism... Yeah. With the testimony that's read, it's it's yeah. so significant, and 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 the culture here when people get baptized, the celebration that follows, yeah. <clears throat> it is electric in this room, and you know it's it's fun then to invite people to get spontaneously baptized, yeah. and like the the momentum is there for people to take that step. Um, so yeah, you mentioned people who were scheduled, couldn't make it because of different reasons. But yep. I think, what,
1: between 10 and 15 individuals would have been. I, I think that's right as well. And one thing I would reflect, I'm not sure how much of it actually translates to everything else in the room as, as well as what it translates online. Mm-hmm. But when I'm participating in the baptism, like I'm asking people for their confession of faith, and you mm-hmm. experience that as well, mm-hmm. and you're standing right there with them, and you're standing with them as they hear their own testimony being read. Yeah. And there is something significant, not only, of course, about the testimony, but about them hearing it mm-hmm. that is just, man, there's a grace falls on that. And mm-hmm. there was, even this past weekend, it's consistent, but especially this past weekend, you could you could tell the anticipation of the people standing in the tank waiting to be baptized. Like they knew, man, God is <sighs> going to do something in this moment. Yeah, And... Uh, and so when they come up, like I've shared this, that you could see a change in countenance. Like it's just, I mean, they were coming up out of the water differently yeah. um, than when they went in. And for us, like for you and I and whoever else is helping to baptize, it's actually a task to manage like yourself and mm-hmm. lead in the midst of like, I just want to cry right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely how I am. I and mean, that's, um, that's hard to do, actually.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. In fact, uh, every <clears throat> Tuesday we... Take time to um, just review the weekend, you know. Look look ahead to the following weekend, and you know we were talking about in our weekend review meeting just what does it look like, you know, the idea of the baptism tank staying open yeah. uh, or having it there week in and week out. And I just I don't know. To me, I'm excited that we're having that conversation. Exactly. That we're in a scenario in which we need to be actively having that conversation, yeah. um, and which actually segues well into what you ended up preaching on, because baptism, as significant as it was, was only one part of the whole yeah, yeah. of our weekend service. And um, <clears throat> so your message, which you would have brought uh, for our vision weekend this past weekend, you titled it, It's Go Time, um, which you mentioned was a specific word the yeah. Lord spoke to you yeah. a couple weeks prior. Right. And with it was this scripture uh, out of Joshua 3.5, and I want to invite you just to unpack... Sure kind of what goes off in your mind when you hear this scripture, because uh, I know for myself, I can dream. People watching have ideas, but I want to hear from you, Kevin. Yep. But out of Joshua 3, 5, uh, for the Vision Weekend, here is the passage. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. So, Kevin, when you hear that, what goes off in your mind?
1: Yeah, for me, it's, it would be a phrase, get ready. Okay. Because you got to think about when Joshua was speaking that into the people of Israel, how long they waited for this moment right. to actually see the promises of God apprehended and lived out in reality. And uh, so when he made that announcement, like, it's go time. We're going into the promised land. We're going to apprehend the promises. So therefore, get ready. Mm-hmm. So you can actually think about other passages of scripture. Uh, you can go to the book of Hebrews where it says, let us throw off every hindrance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Like you, you can almost think of a sports analogy. That would be one way of actually thinking about it. So when you're preparing for a game, uh, there's, that, there's that moment where your, your, your single-minded focus is all on what's about to happen. You, you know, they call it like you're getting psyched up or you're mm-hmm. getting your head in the game. Yep. And there's all these things that can distract us. And with intention, we have to posture ourselves to get ready. To in in this case, to be a part of what God wants to do in twenty twenty two. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's so exciting. And obviously, your message you were going through specific points yep. on how we can be getting ready, um, be willing to step beyond your comfort zone. Yep. Faith is spelled R I S K. You know, so it's just being mindful. I digged
1: away from school. I do now. spell faith. Yeah, well, answer, yeah. you left us all wondering
0: that actually. <laughs> yeah. um, but these are realities that if we're yeah. going to consecrate ourselves and be prepared, what goes with that is you need to be ready to step out of your comfort zone. Yep. You need to be purposeful in being willing to step into risk. Yep. Uh, obviously, you brought out Moses' experience in the uh, in Exodus chapter 3, which are so relatable, the things that we can be wrestling with, insecurities, uh, what are people going to think, inadequacy and reluctance. Obviously, those connected really well with people. Uh, But there were two points at the end um, that I know because of time, you had to, you mentioned them, they were definitely worth mentioning, but it was maybe somewhat, I wish I could have done more than mention them, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I want to give you place for that. The right. last two points, um, which was uh, embrace all of life as ministry yeah. out of Matthew 28, and then live outwardly out of Acts 1.8. So I want yeah. to give you space here now sure, just yeah, to speak thank to you. those. Thank you. I know?
1: appreciate that. You know, anytime you teach the Bible, the Bible is true for all people in all time. So it's consistent. So whether I'm teaching in India or Haiti or here in the United States, it is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the context that is who we are and then how does that specifically apply to us. So, and I don't know if these things are true globally or not, but I think they're true for us. And one of those things is we have a tendency to compartmentalize life yeah. and we have a devotional life and say, so, okay, I've got my first 15 in. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like I leave that behind and then I go live life. And for some people, you know, it'll be, I'm putting my Christianity on the, on the shelf. It'll be back here when I'm back here tomorrow morning or when I end my day with final 15 or whatever it is. And that passage from Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations. You know, so, some scholars would say, okay, but the wording and the verbiage is that just, it's not just for missionaries. It's not for those that leave their homeland and go, but it's as you go and as you go about life, mm-hmm. all of us are in the process of actually making disciples. And so it's an invitation to express, to, to break those barriers down in our life and to realize that when I'm sitting in this church building, yeah, I'm doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Weekend service as well. But when I go to the gym or when I'm at the gas station, like that's ministry as well. Yeah. All of it's an opportunity of ministry. And we really never turn that off. Yeah. But I think it's something that we actually have to be intentional about it. Yeah. Because I think naturally what we would step into is I have this life and that life and my rec life and my you know whatever it is yeah. personal life and yeah. um but it's like all of it is which goes back to consecration yeah so consecration it is, it is, is you're right. fully set aside for the purposes of God mm-hmm. not just sometimes but all all the time yeah
0: i imagine for a lot of people <clears throat> i mean we all go through this phasing uh phasing out of my old way of doing life and phasing into this is what it means for jesus to be lord yeah each and every day in yeah. every area. And so there's this almost portioning off little by little, um, you know, it's called consecration, it's called sanctification. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as people are being reminded once again, oh man, God wants to be not just, yes, Lord in every one of mm-hmm. our areas of life. But there's the invitation to experience Jesus yeah. in every one of these areas of yeah. life. So, what are some tips? I mean, because you're using the word ministry, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's true. That's a good wh- point. Wh- what word goes through a person's <clears throat> mind that they can re- more relate to? Um, what does yeah. it look like when I'm at the gas station? What do you mean, do ministry? Yeah. Um, or at the grocery yeah. store?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I thank you for bringing that up as well, because it's a little bit more of almost like a heart posture more so than an action. Okay, and the heart posture would be is I'm not leaving Jesus behind. Like he's with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. We know that as a fact. It's written in the scripture. But do we know that experientially? Okay. And one of the ways that we recognize that is that we are careful not to, or we're careful to kind of bring him into everything that we're doing, even ask him, hey, help me at work. Help me to be aware of what's happening. Help me to be aware of not just the tasks that I have to do, but even what God may be doing in the midst yeah. of that, and even rely, it's a dependence and humility mm-hmm. to depend upon Him. Yeah, so
0: like, almost like a simple invitation <clears throat> to the Lord. I, I'm actually reminded of uh, Matt Spittler's testimony where he was at a gas station, yeah, and a woman pulls up to fill up her vehicle, and he felt the Lord invite him to pay for her gas. Um, and so it was just a very simple and yet clear this is what it means to, you mean you use the word do ministry? Yeah. Uh, this is what it means to um, abide with the Lord throughout my day. You know, th- what would Jesus do? The original WWJD bracelet. Mm-hmm. You know, like here I am in this moment. What would Jesus do in this moment? And, yeah. and avail yourself to that invitation yeah. and and then abide in it. You know, follow yep. it through. Um, and that's where the courage and. Uh, comes into play, the faith, you know, did God really tell me to do that? How can I be sure? All that yep. stuff is part of growing and learning. Yeah. Um, But that's, if I understand you correctly, the whole Vision Weekend, consecrate yourselves, tomorrow God's going to do yeah. wonders. It's simply saying, I'm going to be purposeful in inviting God yeah. into a greater, a greater measure of lordship over my life throughout my day and yep. trust that he'll fill in the blanks there. Does that yeah, seem right? And
1: and part of the posture behind that is availability. Yeah. God, uh, I'm available for you yeah. to work through anytime. So I'm, I'm, I'm viewing my life as a constant place of availability. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going into a meeting or I have something coming up in which you know maybe my phone is off or I'm setting aside this hour for, to be with somebody, then I'm in a place where I'm not available. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, what, the way we live our lives is that when we leave our devotional time, oftentimes we almost say to God, not with any kind of intention. Hey, I'm not available for the next eight hours because yeah. I'm going to work and this is what I'm going to be doing. And to just simply take those barriers down and say, like, I'm always available. I come like, right. here, and there's an awareness of that God's constantly at work. Yeah. And how can I how can I be aware of that?
0: Yeah, and it's really exciting when you realize that like within God dwells all wisdom, right? Yeah. So, that's right. so you're going ask him to a meeting. The questions, you betcha. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're like, well, if He has all wisdom, <laughs> like I can invite God now to bring wisdom into this scenario. <laughs> Um, you know, not only does he bring wisdom, he brings counsel, he brings healing, he brings yeah. uh, insight, revelation, all these things that are who God is and what he yep. provides. So that's really the invitation is to experience God in the fullness of what he brings to bear yeah. um, for, the, for the believer.
1: Um, and not to pollute the motivation to do that. Okay. But did God not promote people in Scripture? Because in specific scenarios, yeah. they gave God-given wisdom that wasn't their own, right. but it resulted in actually like now you've got additional authority. Think oh yeah, Joseph, Joseph, Daniel, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> right. classic. So I don't want to I don't want to pollute the motivation, but hey, the bottom line is oh, man. God can make you much smarter than what you actually are. <laughs> yeah, and Proverbs, was bind
0: truth and loving kindness around your neck; it'll give you favor with God and yeah, with man. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so it's word to, to your the wise. advantage. Oh my word! Yeah, and, <laughs> to our advantage. And he does, yeah. He he exalts the humble, you mm-hmm. know, and he brings exactly. the proud low. So that's definitely what God does, um, which is which is beautiful. So, well, thanks for taking a little time to go deeper into the to the Word this weekend, the Vision weekend, and what we're invited into in a greater measure this year, which is to avail ourselves to the Lord, yeah. give space for Him, and invite Him into our life each and every day. Uh, We start a new series this coming weekend. Kevin, do you want to unpack for us where
1: we're going? You bet. Uh, The heart of, no pun intended, because it's actually a relational series, Yep. but the heart of the message actually, or the series actually comes out of Colossians chapter 3. There's a a section of scripture in there, I believe it begins verse 12 to verse 17, that talks about how we relate to one another. Um, And then right there in the center, it says, let the peace of God rule in your heart, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And, but it's, it's spoken of within the context of how men relate to women. And so we're taking that opportunity as a uh, framework to say, okay, in what ways can we better learn to relate to one another? Now, mm-hmm. oftentimes during February, people would take the traditional route of saying, okay, what about husbands and wives, And which is all yeah. good. That'll be part of it as well. Yeah. Because we'll talk about family. Right. But we'll also be digging into some other things as well, That um, how we relate to our culture, how we relate to um, uh, even ourselves. Like Mike Hutchings is coming the last Mm -hmm. weekend of this month, and he'll be doing a training on trauma, Um, uh, how when people come to a place of freedom from the trauma they've experienced. But part of it is, how do I live at peace with myself? Mm. Like, how do I have a place of contentment to recognize that, yeah, God... God loves me and receives me right where I am. Like so many people live in a place of tension of not even accepting themselves before the Lord. And I think God wants to bring us to a place of healing.
0: That's awesome. Uh, So let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Um, which is great. So thank you uh, for taking the time this morning, Kevin. Thank you guys for watching here today and being part of our podcast. Uh, every single week we release one, and so you can look forward to the next week's episode. But until then, we look forward to being with you at the services this coming weekend. God bless, and we'll see you next time.
1: See you. Thanks, Matt.
0: Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com.